the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Just as with the number of days until the Messiah came, there's an exact number of days, and that day came and the Messiah rode into Jerusalem on a donkey, presenting himself as king of Israel. At the end of this seven-year tribulation period, Jesus Christ is going to return. And that's going to mark the end of this tribulation period, the second coming of Jesus Christ to the earth. Second Thessalonians 2.8 says that Jesus will destroy the Antichrist with just the brightness of his coming. Every year on Palm Sunday, Christians celebrate the day Jesus rode into Jerusalem on a donkey. It was during the time of Passover, and the streets were crowded. People cheered for him and put their clothes on the ground before him. They waved palm branches as a sign of victory. This fulfilled several prophecies. In today's message, Pastor Dan talks about the prophecies of Jesus' second coming. You can count on him to return exactly at the end of the seven-year tribulation period. Now, here's Pastor Dan in the book of Daniel chapter 9, for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Chapter 4, Jesus is in the synagogue in Nazareth where he grew up. He stands up to read. They hand him the scroll of Isaiah. He opens up to Isaiah 61. He reads these two verses. When he gets to verse 2, he reads where it says, and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And it says in Luke 4 that he shut the scroll. He stopped at the comma. He didn't finish the whole sentence. Why not? Because the second half of the sentence has to do with his second coming. The day of vengeance of our God. So again, There are prophecies that have a gap of time, like this prophecy in Daniel. There's a gap of time between the 69th week and the 70th week, and that gap of time between the 69th and the 70th week, that's the church age. That's the church age, or the age of grace. And that's the time that we're living in right now. The church age will end before the 70th week begins the 70th week well really all 70 weeks the 70 weeks are not about the church right they're about israel and jerusalem it's not about the gentile church the the church was not present for the first 69 weeks the church will not be here for the final week or the 70th week the church age will end before the 70th week begins And the church age will end when Jesus takes his church to heaven and what is known as the rapture of the church. The purpose of the rapture is to end the church age. The purpose of the rapture is to end the church age and to deliver the church from the wrath that is to come in that 70th week, that final seven 
years. So, so Jesus will take his church to heaven before the 70th week begins. Right? Jesus said, in my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. I go and prepare a place for you. I'll come again, receive you unto myself. That where I am, there you may be also. So the rapture is when Jesus comes for his bride, for the church. We're caught up to meet the Lord and the air, and thus we shall ever be with the Lord. And it takes place before the 70th week. And then in verse 27 now, we have the 70th week. And we can say because the first 69 weeks were fulfilled literally to the day, it stands to reason that this final week, this final seven years, will be literally fulfilled in the future. It's, it's not going to suddenly switch now to using figurative language on us or symbolic language. The first 69 weeks were literal. This will be literal. Verse 27 again. Then he shall confirm a covenant with many for one week. But in the middle of the week, He shall bring an end to sacrifice and offering and on the wing of abomination shall be one who makes desolate even until the consummation, which is determined, it's already predetermined, is poured out on the desolate. Now, I want you to note that Daniel wrote this about 3000 years ago. And for this prophecy to be fulfilled, Israel will need to exist In the last days, because it's about Israel, the Jews must exist as a people, as a nation. They must still have their national identity and the same religious practices as they did in Daniel's day. Think about that. How many Babylonians have you met? How many worshipers of Marduk have you met? Or Ra? How many Egyptians that worship on have you met? They don't exist anymore. But for this prophecy to be fulfilled, Israel must be a nation. They must be dwelling in the land of Israel. They must still have their national identity. All of their religious practices must still be the same. They must have the city of Jerusalem. How many cities existed 3,000 years ago that don't exist today? Because this prophecy takes place in the city, is focused on the city of Jerusalem. So we can just appreciate how remarkable this prophecy is because Israel does exist today as a nation. The Jews do still exist as a people. They have kept their national identity and their religion. They still worship Yahweh just as they did in Daniel's day. And Jerusalem is still the holy city of the Jews, even though the Jewish people were without a homeland for 2000 years and scattered all over the world. So that alone, before we even dig into this, is remarkable. The he in verse 27, then he shall confirm a covenant with many for one week. The he in verse 27 is referring back to the prince who is to come in verse 26. He is to come after the Messiah. Messiah came in verse 25. He's cut off in verse 26. And then the prince who is to come after the Messiah, Jesus Christ, he rises to power 
in verse 27. This coming prince is commonly referred to in Christian circles as the Antichrist. Although he has more than 25 names or titles given to him in the Bible, he's called the son of perdition, the man of sin, the lawless one, the beast. We most, uh, we most commonly refer to him as the Antichrist. Anti, when we talk about the Antichrist, the word anti there, it means instead of. Instead of Christ. The, the world, and in particular the Jewish people, will look to this person to save them instead of looking to Jesus Christ to save them. It's not hard to imagine people looking to a person a politician to save them instead of looking to Jesus Christ to save them, isn't it? So it says in verse 27, notice what it says. He will confirm a covenant or a treaty with many for one week. So this is the final week of the 70 weeks. This is the final seven years of the prophecy. This seven years is also known as the tribulation period. And Jeremiah, Jeremiah calls it the time of Jacob's trouble. Again, because it's focused on Israel, the people of Jacob. And the events of the seven-year tribulation are described in detail in the book of Revelation, chapter 6 to 19. Uh, Revelation chapter 6 begins with the appearance of a man on a white horse with a bow who goes out conquering the world. It's a description of the Antichrist coming on the scene. And we see in verse 27, the final seven years begins when this treaty is confirmed by the Antichrist. The signing of this treaty marks the beginning of the tribulation period, the seven year period. So that's when the clock starts. Just like we talked about with the first 69 weeks, uh, going back to uh, verse 25, the, the command to restore and build Jerusalem, the clock started for the first 69 weeks. What's going to start the clock for this final week of Daniel's 70 weeks? It'll be this covenant that the Antichrist will sign. The rapture does not mark the beginning of the tribulation period. A lot of Christians think that, that when the rapture happens, well, then the tribulation begins. No, that's not what we're told in the Bible. The tribulation begins with the confirmation of this treaty. The rapture will happen before this. And then the tribulation begins with the confirmation of this treaty. That's when the clock starts, when this treaty is signed between the Antichrist, Israel, and many others. Now, this treaty, as we see here from this verse, this treaty will give the Jewish people the right to build a temple in Jerusalem on the Temple Mount and to reinstitute their sacrifices because in the middle of the seven weeks, the seven years, in the middle of the seven years, the Antichrist will bring an end to the sacrifice and offering, which implies that they're making sacrifices and, and offering. So they're going to have to rebuild a temple. There's no temple in Jerusalem for the Jewish people. Right now, Today, the Muslims control the Temple Mount where the Jewish temple once stood, and they have built the Jewish Dome of the Rock on top of the location uh, where it's believed the temple 
once stood. Now, there is, there is room for the Jews to build a temple up on the Temple Mount. They could build it next to the Dome of the Rock. That's a possibility. But this world leader that we call the Antichrist, he will be able in this treaty, this covenant, he will be able to get the Jews and the Muslims to agree to the Jews building their temple on the Temple Mount. We'll return to today's edition of Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton in a moment. But first, Pastor Dan would like to extend a special invitation to our listeners. If you've enjoyed the messages on Ring of Truth, I'd like to personally invite you to join us this Sunday at Calvary Chapel. We're located in Columbia, Maryland, just five minutes from Routes 29, 95, and 100. I'd love for you to come be part of our time of worship and Bible study this weekend at 9 or 11 a.m., I always enjoy meeting listeners of Ring of Truth, so please be sure to introduce yourself to me after church. To find out more information and to get directions, visit our website at calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. That website again is calvaryec.com. We look forward to seeing you. Now, back to today's message. You've seen the recent violence in Israel between the Israelis and the Palestinians, somehow this Antichrist, this leader, this politician, will get all of the players involved to the negotiating table, and he will hammer out an agreement that allows the Jews to rebuild their temple and start their sacrifices again. Now, the Jews have not had a temple since 70 A.D., Almost 2,000 years. The Jews have been without a a temple or or the ability to make sacrifices or offerings to keep the law of Moses for almost 2,000 years. But when this Antichrist comes on the scene, this world leader, this politician, he's going to have the ability to get all these different opposing groups to agree to this. To allow the Jews to rebuild their temple. And you may think, well, do the Jews even want their temple rebuilt? Yes, they do. Many Orthodox Jews today desire to have a temple so they can start the offerings again, the sacrifices as prescribed in the law of Moses. In Jerusalem, uh, there's a place you can go to in the old city called the Temple Institute. It's run by Orthodox Jews And they have already created, they've already built all of the furniture, all of the utensils that will be used in the next temple. They've already begun cutting the stones for the next temple. Every year on Jerusalem Day, a group of Orthodox Jews ceremonially will bring the cornerstone to the Temple Mount and request permission to lay the cornerstone to the temple. They they do that. Every year. If you visit the Temple Institute today in Jerusalem, the Jews that work there will tell you they have already begun rebuilding the temple because they've already started making all of the utensils and all of the furniture and started cutting the stones. So, in their minds, they've already started the process of rebuilding the temple. They're just waiting for a politician who's going to come along and make it a reality for them by getting them the permission they need to go up on the Temple Mount and build their temple. Many Orthodox Jews will tell you 
that whoever enables them to build their temple is their Messiah. And that's how they're going to know the Messiah when he comes. Is because he will allow them to rebuild their temple. Well, verse 27 indicates that it's actually the Antichrist who will allow them to rebuild the temple as part of the seven-year covenant. There are people, Jews, who greatly desire to have a temple built on the Temple Mount, that this is what they want. And, and they're looking for a leader who is going to provide that for them, uh, just as verse 27 here indicates the Antichrist will, as he makes this covenant, this seven-year covenant. But look at verse 27 again. We're told that in the middle of the week, or in the middle of the seven years, so he establishes this seven-year covenant, the Jews can start making sacrifices again. But in the middle of the week, he, the Antichrist, shall bring an end to the sacrifices and offerings, and on the wing of abomination shall be one who makes desolate. Three and a half years in to this covenant, the Antichrist will bring an end to the sacrifices at the temple. He will set up an abomination in the Jewish temple. The word abomination here means idol or image. He's going to set up an image, an idol, in the Jewish temple, presumably an idol of himself, and the Antichrist will declare himself to be God and demand that the Jewish people worship him. This is in Second Thessalonians, Second Thessalonians chapter two. Second Thessalonians chapter two, verses three and four. Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first. And the man of sin is revealed. That's another name for the Antichrist. The man of sin is revealed. The son of perdition who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped so that he sits as God in the temple of God, literally in the Holy of Holies, showing himself that he is God. And then Paul says, don't you remember that when I was with you, I told you these things, right? So he says there that the Antichrist, the man of sin, the son of perdition, that he will, he will exalt himself above all that is called God or that is worship. He'll sit as God in the temple, declaring that he's God. Jesus also spoke about this. Uh, if you want to turn with me to Matthew chapter 24. Matthew 24. There's so many other things we could talk about with this. It's really hard to kind of narrow it down. Matthew 24, this is the Olivet Discourse that Jesus gave. Second longest teaching about the last days and his second coming and the events of the last days and the end times. Jesus mentions this event that we just read about in Daniel chapter 9. He says in verse 15, Therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel, the prophet standing in the holy place, in the holy of holies, whoever reads, let him understand. So this is what he's talking about. When you see this abomination, this idol standing in the holy of holies that Daniel talked about, then verse 16, let those who are noticed in Judea flee to the mountains let him who is on the housetop not go down to take anything out of his house. And let him who is in the field not go back to get his clothes. But woe to those who are pregnant, because that's going to slow you down. 
and to those who are nursing babies in those days, because that's going to slow you down, and pray that your flight may not be in the winter or on the Sabbath. For then there will be great tribulation such as not been since the beginning of the world until the time until this time, no, nor ever shall be. And unless those days were shortened, no flesh would be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days will be shortened. He says here, when you see this happen, when you see this image, this statue, this idol set up in the Holy of Holies in the temple that Daniel wrote about, he says in verse 16, let those who are in Judea, which surrounds Jerusalem, run for the mountains. And, and later he's going to say, and pray that your flight is not on the Sabbath day. Again, this last seven years, this 70th week of Daniel, it's about Israel. It's not about the Gentile church. We don't live in Judea. We don't care if it's the Sabbath day or not. It doesn't affect our travel. It will to the Jews living in Israel at that time. It's for the Jews. The 70th week, it's about Israel and the city of Jerusalem. And then he says, then you will see great tribulation like you've never seen before. So the second half of the seven year tribulation period, that's really the time that is known as the great tribulation. Second half, the second three and a half years will be worse than the first three and a half years. Daniel chapter nine, and we're almost finished. Daniel chapter nine. Verse 27 again. It says that the Antichrist will cause desolation through this abomination, right? This idol that he sets up in the Holy of Holies. He's going to make Israel desolate. He's going to cause desolation to come upon Israel. And then it says, and this desolation will last even until the consummation, which is determined, meaning desolation will continue on Israel and until the very end of the 70 weeks. And that the end has been determined by God. So the tribulation period is not going to last one single day beyond its predetermined duration. And we just read in Matthew 24, Jesus said, unless those days were short, no flesh would survive. But for the elect's sake, those days will be Short. There's a predetermined, determined by God, how many days exactly this tribulation period will take place. Just like God predetermined the number of days between the command to restore and rebuild Jerusalem and the coming of the Messiah. This this tribulation period, the 70th week of Daniel, it has an exact number of days for desolation to come upon Israel. And it's not going to go one day longer. And just as with the number of days until the Messiah came, there's an exact number of days. And that day came and the Messiah rode into Jerusalem on a donkey, presenting himself as king of Israel. At the end of this seven year tribulation period, Jesus Christ is going to return. And that's going to mark the end of this tribulation period, the second coming of Jesus Christ to the earth. Second Thessalonians 2.8 says that Jesus will destroy the Antichrist with just the brightness of his coming as he comes in all of his glory and all of his power. And he will establish his kingdom on the earth and the kingdom age will begin where Christ reigns as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. He asked me how I know and 
Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Daniel, verse by verse and chapter by chapter. And we encourage you to keep reading on your own. This book is filled with application for your life today and many amazing prophecies about what's to come in the world. Would you like to listen to more teachings in this series or explore other message series from God's Word? visit our website, calvaryec.com. You can also subscribe to the Ring of Truth podcast. It's a great way to keep connected to the teaching of Scripture, and we'll notify you every time we upload a new episode. You'll find a link to subscribe to our podcast at our website, calvaryec.com, or just search for Ring of Truth in iTunes. We also want to encourage you to find a church home that will help guide and support you in your walk with the Lord. It's important to spend time in fellowship with other believers. If you're ever in or near the Columbia, Maryland area, we'd love to have you join us at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. Each week, we gather together at 9 and 11 a.m. on Sundays to worship our Savior and study His Word. Visit calvaryec.com to find directions and get more information about joining us at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. That's all we have time for today. Tune in next time to continue this study in Daniel, right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that crack. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.